0: Surprise! We're back again. Uh, well, at least I'm back. With the FCS playoffs kind of hitting off and the FBS playoffs, you know, rounding into shape but not quite there yet, I figured that, you know, it was time to dive a little bit into FCS a little bit deeper, at least more so than what we were able to do on Tuesday, because, you know, we've got those time considerations and everything like that. But I reached out to Angelina from Barstool, uh, better just known as Barstool Ange, and she was kind enough to hop on an interview with me to talk FCS football, dive deep into it, and you know, really give it the attention that not a lot of outlets will be able to give that sport. just because it's, for them, it's not really a moneymaker. And for me, right now, I'm not making any money to do this, so I get to pick what I talk about. So, Ange was great to talk to. Uh, would love the chance to speak with her again. Hope you guys enjoy this, and hope you kind of enjoy the fact that we take a little bit of a deeper dive into something that doesn't normally get that kind of attention. So, let's go. Right, we have a special weekly twofer for you guys normally it's you know one episode a week of the average sean podcast but barstool Ange, or just Ange, however you want to go by was kind enough to join me for a little sit down and talk fcs football uh for those who listen to this regularly and are normally going to hear chris's voice he was unable to join us because he has the audacity to be a working professional and have a job how dare him uh but Ange, thanks for hopping on. Glad to have you here. Uh, Let's just dive right into it because I know we don't have a ton of time in terms of getting this out to the public before the games get started on Friday. FCS football, not a ton of people pay attention to it compared to, you know, the obvious FBS. But if you do pay attention to it, even a little bit, you know that Sam Houston State this year is essentially the equivalent of what Georgia has been in FBS, where they're the clear-cut favorite, the juggernaut. And it looks like they should probably win going away. So I guess the obvious question is how do you see Sam Houston losing and like what has to happen for that?
1: So in this matchup, I think that Incarnate Word's offense is going to be able to score some points on this team. I expect them to keep the game close in the first half, given that their defense can stop the bleeding early and get off the field on third down. But In order for Sam Houston to lose this, I think it's really going to take a lot. Um, Incarnate word, their their pass yards per game are high. They're higher than Sam Houston states, which I think would probably be the biggest case in them being able to beat Sam Houston. I also think the defense is going to have to be pretty, pretty solid in order to hold them down.
0: Yeah, I've been looking at stats and everything because the the one drawback of being an FCS football fan is that they're not always the easiest games to find. But, you know, the one thing I've noticed about Sam Houston is rush yards attempt, they average about four and a half, which is good. I mean, it's nothing super explosive, but it's what you'd want for a running game. But the one that really caught my eyes was like the average yards per attempt in their passing game because that's only at 843 So to me, that's signaling like, okay, you know, they're they're not chucking the ball downfield. It's, you know, not the most insanely like explosive offense out there. They're just super efficient at what they do. So admittedly, I picked Sam Houston to win just because I call Incarnate Word the university of whose name I will always forget. Because whenever (laughs) I see UIW, I'm just like, who? Yes. So it's, it's the same as like trying to remember the full name of IUPUI. But I Indiana I,
1: University of Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, it's it's unworldly. Some of these names that they come up with, like I think there's like a cat, like University of California in Pennsylvania or something like that. Yeah, they're they're
1: everywhere. They're it, they're just weird.
0: It it just doesn't make sense to me. But mm. you know, Sam Houston. I I already you know, kind of drew a comparison line to them in Georgia, but also what they're doing because they are on a title defense is they're starting to kind of have like a mini North Dakota state feel to them where for several years, you know, North Dakota state was the dominant team. If Sam Houston can keep this going for a little bit, they could be the next quote unquote, like almost franchise or dynasty of the FCS. So as much as I think that incarnate word could be capable, I just don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with Sam Houston. I think it's Mm going to be pretty easy. Now, yeah. Friday, your team's playing, so let's just let's hit that one right off the bat.
1: Yes, my team is playing on Friday, and I'm very excited about it. Um, we kick off at 7 p.m. Um, it's a Friday Night Lights home game for Villanova, and it's been a solid bye week. Holy Cross is one day less of recovery after a very last-second win against Sacred Heart. Um, it was like in the last 14 seconds that they had to score a touchdown in order to beat Sacred Heart. Um, they, Villanova has a tough defense and they have strong playmakers on our offense uh, that I think will just get us this win. I think it'll be really hard for Villanova to lose this game. It's almost like I heard a lot of people say on Twitter that Villanova kind of had like a double bye because they had their first bye week, and then the matchup with Sam, he was a Sacred Heart and Holy Cross. So going off that, I i do think it's going to be a double bye. I think that we're definitely going to handle this game, and I definitely think that in terms of covering the spread, I think that that's going to be very easy for Villanova.
0: So, and obviously you're, you're a fan of that, but to kind of keep things a little bit neutral. Yes. What has to happen if, for Holy Cross to pull off the upset? Because I know that as a fan, there's always that creeping little doubt of what if this happens?
1: Yes. So I was thinking about this, and though it's very hard for me to think about it, um, in order for Holy Cross to win this game, they definitely need to step up their offense. Um, just watching the game from last week, they really did struggle. Um, they beat UConn. I mean that's not saying much. It is an FBS team, though.
0: I mean, at that uh, point, you might as well just say they beat a wet paper bag.
1: Very true. <laughs> um, they they had. It's just so hard for me to look at this matchup and be like, yeah, like Holy Cross is going to be like really difficult to beat because at the end of the day, I think they had pretty much a cupcake schedule. Like they had Lehigh, they had Colgate, they lost, they beat UConn, but they lost to Merrimack. Like, I, I don't know. It, I don't know. But they are 6-0 and in road games this season. So that might play into it a little bit, but I don't know. I think they're going to be 6-1 and in road games after this game.
0: Right. So I sometimes will get a little bit overly simplistic with my diving into, you know, what could go on with a team and you know who's gonna win and I'm gonna be honest I really just looked at this game and I said one I didn't even know Holy Cross had a football team for a while because I just I figured it was such a small school they just may not have it It might be like a Gonzaga situation Mm -hmm. but also Villanova beat JMU and JMU has been like wildly good for a long time so I didn't look too much at the stats kind of like how you're saying this is a double buy I guess I just naturally assumed it would be too yeah. I, w- I want to have more analysis, but I'm going to be honest. I'm just kind of being a stupid barbarian saying Nova. And
1: I, I'm the same way. I completely agree with you. Um, but the defenses for both of these teams rank first and second in points allowed per game in the FCS, which is the only thing that like kind of threw me off. And what does scare me a little bit is that lately Villanova has been very big in like their fourth quarter – So they've saved a lot of their momentum till that fourth quarter, and it's explosive. But if they continue to only perform in that second half, I think this game could be difficult. I think that that's where Holy Cross would have some sort of advantage.
0: All right. when I took took a look at the lines on Tuesday, uh, Nova was a 13 and a half point favorite. So uh, odds makers, granted as you and I were dis- discussing before starting the recording, odds makers don't really know how to get the lines right for FCS, but this one felt, you know, pretty, pretty appropriate to me. What threw me off a little bit was the over under being a 49 and a half, just because I kind of, I, th- I think that like both sides would be able to score at least a little bit to maybe eke out that over, but you know, if you had to pick over under, like, where, where would you land on this one?
1: Personally, I, I would take the under. I think that, like, I, our defense is pretty suffocating. It really is. Like, I think that we're going to be able to hold Holy Cross down. But I also think that with us really performing in that second half, more so than that first. I think that we're going to miss off, like we may miss some opportunities to score in the first half, which would probably bring us to like, maybe like a, like a 28, 2013,
0: 2014, something like that. So basically kind of a, uh, a slower, not so pretty looking game.
1: Yes. I think it'll be a slower game. I'm definitely probably going to stay away from the the over-under. I just – I really – I like this spread. I really do. And I think – I think that we got it. I I really do think that we got it.
0: Well, I'll be honest. I'll be surprised if you don't. So – will I. Yeah, it's going to be one of those, if it happens, then – Maybe like even on the national level, we get a little bit more talk about it, because that that would be pretty noteworthy, at least in my opinion. A little yeah. bit more noteworthy if like Holy Cross took out like Sam Houston, but you mm-hmm. know that's why Sam Houston's the number one seed. So, keeping with chronological order of when these games are going to kick off, minus the Sam Houston game, yes. the next one up on the schedule is Eastern Washington versus Montana. Yes. I will say that I am. Incredibly disappointed that this game is not being played on the Red Inferno because I love that field. Yeah. But these two teams have already played each other being in the big sky. But it was on October 2nd. So it's it's been a hot minute since they've played each other. Eastern Mm -hmm. Washington did take that one. I am usually of the mindset that it's really hard to beat a team twice in the same season, especially Mm -hmm. if they're a conference opponent that's really familiar with you. Correct. So of course knowing all of that i still took eastern washington to win so how do you see this going
1: i'm on the opposite side i really am i think yes eastern washington beat montana but it was by six points back in october i think the big difference this time is going to be the environment um the grizz are at home friday night lights it's Again, Eastern Washington has one less day to recover after beating Northern Iowa 19, uh, 19 to 9, I think it was last week. Um, I think that this game will probably be one of the best ones this round. Eastern Washington was considered to be a contender early on for the title once they beat Montana, but they kind of slowed down. Um, towards the second half of the season which is why they ended up being unranked here
0: yeah i was a little bit thrown off by that and maybe you know it's just something where like okay you lose to weber state that one really threw me off mm-hmm. uh but then also you lose a rivalry game in state to montana state and yes. i know a little bit well not insane sorry i'm talking about eastern washington here um mm-hmm. but You lose that one. It's a close one, granted, but I know much less about Montana state than I do Eastern Washington, just from a few years back when Towson matched up with EWU in in the playoffs. So that's kind of how I found out about everything like the Inferno, all that good stuff. So just kind of became a team that I just paid attention to for that reason. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you slow down a little bit. Your last two games are against UC Davis, Portland state, not exactly the toughest competition, Maybe they use those two as get-right games. But I also have to admit, I was really impressed with the fact that they beat Northern Iowa 19-9 because Northern Iowa has been that team where, like, I'll be honest, I just didn't think they were they were as good as they were. And they pulled off some upsets themselves during the season. So I think taking that in the first round could actually give them the momentum that they need to kind of vault into the the game against Montana and move things forward.
1: I, I agree with you on... In some aspects, it's just I don't think that Montana will let this game go. I like I think that it. I definitely think it's going to be a close one. I think it would definitely be like a field goal, maybe Uh, a field goal win. But I I just think that Montana is the team to beat. I really do. I think that they're upset with the sixth seed. I've seen their coach say we expected the four. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I do not think that Eastern Washington will be able to do this again, especially at Montana's home, like the noisy environment. I think that's going to get the best of them.
0: Well, speaking speaking of the four seed, we'll get to them a little bit later and how I think that they don't deserve the four seed at all. So I may end up agreeing. I agree with you. I will (laughs) say that I also agree with Montana's head coach that they should have been ranked higher despite what went down there. So Mm -hmm. moving to the next game before we get to the number four seed, we've got Kennesaw State traveling to East Tennessee State University. I admit that this one took me a long time to finally make a prediction on who I thought was going to win. And Same way. What, what boiled down to me was they both looked strong offensively, but Kennesaw State defensively, like their statistics just across the board were much better. You know, mm-hmm. they're, hol- they're holding teams to less points per game. But, um, average yards wise and everything, I think it's a little bit below. And I tend to just believe, you know, like playoffs, when, when things get tight, especially if you're a road team, that defense travels. And since they're leaving Georgia to go to Tennessee, they should be able to, you know, at least rely on that quality defense that they have. So maybe East Tennessee State isn't quite able to make, you know, that stop that they need, whereas Kennesaw State would be able to. So odds making wise, I thought I'd be picking an upset with the road team, but at least from Tuesday, it seems that, you know, the odds makers kind of agreed with me. So, uh, as, again, we talked about them not really being able to get it right. I, I'm I curious what you think about how they how they kind of projected this to happen.
1: So, I – this game was the one that I probably sat down and looked at for a couple hours, just trying to be like, what can happen? Like, it's a very – Solid matchup. Um, I think that the Eastern Tennessee rushing offense has been pretty efficient all year, um, but also Kennesaw State they run the triple option, and I think that that I think that Eastern Tennessee is going to be able to tackle that triple option and be, come out with a
0: win. Yeah, we just we keep disagreeing right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I just I really like Eastern Tennessee for some reason, and everything that like I've looked at, like thought, yes, they look better on paper. And when I was writing all my stats down, I was just like, why am I picking Eastern Tennessee? Like, like something's not right. i um, I just think that they have. Holmes and Sailors, who are their best duo on the team, they've produced the most rushing yards and all-purpose yards between two teammates in the entire FCS, um, which I think is going to be extremely crucial to this game. Um, I think they have the defensive strength to win and that it's going to probably be the closest battle of the second round.
0: I I have a game that I think could be the closest battle just because I think the team that in that game is a complete wild card, but I'll save that for a little bit down the road. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what ultimately led me to take Kennesaw because like I said, it, it took me a while to well, I mean, I do know what made me take them. It just took me a while to get there. Yeah. And and honestly, it was it was the defense. You know, I was taking a look at the stats, and you know, if it ends up being a shootout, Kennesaw has shown that they're able to hang with them. Uh, at least you know points per game wise, and mm-hmm. even if te- Eastern Tennessee does tackle well, the triple option is still so ridiculously hard to prepare for, and especially you know if you're Eastern Tennessee, most people would say, hey, you know they have they've had a couple of weeks to prepare for it. Well, frankly, they didn't know that Kennesaw was going to be their matchup, so they still really only had like the normal amount of time to prepare for it. So mm-hmm. I th- I think that's going to play a big factor in it because it's not like you know FBS where when Georgia tech runs the triple option and you've got like three weeks from the end of your season to a bowl game to prepare for it, it's completely different this way. So I think with that being a little bit weird for, you know, t- uh, defenses to get used to that, that one's going to be the one where I'd say, you know, okay, for me, this feels like what should be an upset special, but I don't really agree with how the, uh, how the odds makers did it just because I think Eastern Tennessee should be favored. <laughs> but admittedly, mm-hmm. most of the time, I'll also just assume the home team's favored. Yeah. So moving on from that one, the next one is going to be JMU hosting Southeastern Louisiana. Going to preface a couple things here. One, prepare for defense to be sold separately. Two, as I have made clear in past podcasts, I am no fan of JMU. That being said, I also can set that aside and say, I know that they are a damn good football team. So just I want everyone to know where my biases lie, but at the same time, it's not affecting my choice here. So Southeastern Louisiana, they are a points juggernaut from everything that I've seen. And the odds makers definitely agree with me because this is far and away the highest over under of the week set at 69 and a half again, Tuesday may have shifted some, but you know, it's, it's going to be a shootout and the way that I put it in my podcast with Chris earlier this week is that I think JMU is on a bit of a uh, a middle finger tour to the CAA for costing them the conference championship just because you know the administration decided to move them to the Sun Belt. So I think that even the Southeastern Louisiana, you know, gets into a track meet with them and can score points as they do per usual. I think JMU at this point is just so motivated, and it's, it's honestly it's not just their football team because I know the JMU campus pretty well and the general population of who goes there, they are the kind of people who will take a slight like that and they will use it almost in like a Michael Jordan sense of a way of just like driving them to be able to like beat somebody down as a way to prove their point that, you know, whatever your decision was, or, you know, whatever you said to them was just really stupid and that they're better than that. So to me, like, I think the Dukes come out super motivated Last chance to win an FCS title before making the change. I know that they feel like it would be, you know, just a sweet way to go out if they were to, you know, run through the tournament, do everything like that, win the title. Were we thinking the same thing here or no?
1: I, I definitely think that James Madison is going to be the clear winner in this game. I think they're one of the most, one of the most, if not the most balanced team in the tournament, they have a strong offense, they have a strong defense, and they're clearly a better team than Southeastern Louisiana. But in terms of betting, I think that Southeast Louisiana will be able to keep up with them. And I think that I think it's like a 15-point spread right now, 14 and a half, 15. I think they, they will be able to cover the spread. They definitely will not win. I think this is 100 percent James Madison's game. I think James Madison is gonna make it final four.
0: I uh, kind of like Villanova and Holy Cross this week, frankly, I would be surprised if they don't. It just yeah. it it feels fitting because. I may not like JMU, but I definitely don't like what the CAA did to them more than my distaste for the school. And again, knowing the culture down there, this just feels like something that they would do. So I would be frankly shocked if they don't get to the final four, if not the title game.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I agree.
0: Moving to what you know was and still kind of is the dynasty of FCS, just you know, a couple seeds lower. North Dakota state is hosting Southern Illinois university. And this one, this is the one where I have Southern Illinois is that wild card team that I mentioned earlier, because they have been in some weird games this season. You know, they had a like ridiculous comeback against South Dakota state. And then they, you know, drop one in Northern Iowa. And sometimes I feel like I have them figured out. And then they turn around and do something where I'm just like, what, what just happened here? So, for the first time in my life, I've also had the chance to see North Dakota state play in person because they came to Towson. Chris and I went to the game and frankly, we were looking at their offensive and defensive lines going, what do you feed those kids in North Dakota? Because they are massive. So it was, some of my pick is honestly just because I saw them in person and I was bewildered at their size. Some of it's also just, you know, years of them being dominant and I want to say Southern Illinois will hang with them, but I feel like since you know they won in the previous round to get to the, this round, this almost feels like their natural like kind of wackiness stage to fall back and not perform as well. And I kind of think North Dakota State wins this one going away. What about you?
1: I completely agree with that. I I love North Dakota State to make it all the way. I love for them to win the entire thing. As much as that hurts me to say, um, <laughs> it it really hurts me to say it, but. I feel like a lot of people agree with me. Like they are the favorites to win the championship. Um, they're definitely highly favored. Um, and the only thing that made me a little like off put with this is that um, all, the, all the players uh, that defeated the Bison early on in the year last season Uh, are back for the Salukis so I'm like maybe like maybe they'll make it close I definitely don't think that they're going to be able to win though I think that North Dakota State is way too strong they've been extremely strong defensively all year the rush attack keeps improving and their quarterback is just getting better and better and better
0: Low key, North Dakota State is kind of becoming like a quarterback, the FCS version of a quarterback factory. Because, I mean, <laughs> you get Carson Wentz and Trey Lance into the NFL and you're in an FCS school, especially one that for years was known for such a dominating running attack. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird as a fan to look at that and go, huh, how do you guys just keep finding these quarterback talents who are going to end up in the NFL? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. The other thing that I don't get is trying to figure out the Tennessee-Martin-Montana State game. I have to believe that literally anything could go down in this game. That yeah. means you know, either team could win by a blowout. It could be like a one-point game. It could be you know one of the most beautiful displays of offense you've ever seen. It could also end up being just a completely you know trash heap of junkyard dog defensive football. I really don't know what to make of it. Montana State's got you know Lance McCutcheon at receiver, who's only 100 yards shy of a 1,000-yard season. So he could be pretty dominant, which could help them out. But at the same time, Tennessee Martin's got some good defensive players that can keep up with him, maybe hold him down a little bit. And they've also got a freshman running back in Zach Wallace, who is just shy of 800 yards with 15 touchdowns on the season. He's definitely going to be a, a key factor of what goes on. I you know, I jokingly said on Tuesday that I feel like maybe Tennessee just going to Montana experiences some culture shock, and that's why they lose, but you know really the more I thought about it, I just kind of boiled it down to Montana State's playing at home and they played in the big sky, which seems to have more tougher opponents within the conference, so I think they might just be more battle tested and, and ready to go so they win this one
1: so i I agree with you, but. And I've agreed with you up until like an hour ago because an hour ago it was released that Montana State's starting quarterback entered the transfer portal and he will not be playing on Saturday. He's left the program.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, oh no. Um,
1: yep. So Montana State does not have their starting quarterback. They did enter the portal. Um, UT Martin's whole game is just all over the place. They had a great quarterback, Keon Howard. Um, he was a Walter, Walter Payton Award finalist. And now they're moving to Win, who was playing against Missouri State last week, which he he was just, they had their season low in rushing yards and they passed for 272 yards, which is over what they usually do. It's just a complete different game. I just, I don't know what other side is going to do. I think Wynn is at the head of the depth chart right now. Um, Montana State this is a ball dropped on them um but yeah it it said that he won't finish the season
0: I I, I'm honestly at a loss because and I'm sure that there are factors that go into this that I'm unaware of Mm -hmm. but dude, you've got a chance to, to make a good run in the playoffs. It's not like you're playing for a bad team. You, you got a really solid squad around you. Why would you do this now?
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. And I think that, like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: Just, it, it makes me think that, like, somebody has to have been, like, been in his ear kind of, like, recruiting him behind the scenes yeah. and, like, almost put the screws to him of, like, hey, I need you to make a commitment now because they're worried you might get hurt or something playing in these yeah. games. But honestly, if you're the, the kid and the player, you got a shot for a championship. Like, go, go, go do that. And honestly, if the coach isn't willing to take you because, you you know, you're trying to play for a championship, then what are his priorities anyway? Like, screw him. Go go yeah. play for the title.
1: It- It's just, I I don't know. I was at a loss for words because I was 110% on Montana State. They're ranked third nationally in scoring defense. Like, they're ranked nine in rushing yards. I was like, this team is going to just handle UT Martin. And now I'm just like, how is this going to affect what's going on? Like, this is a very short amount of time.
0: I I can't even imagine because, you know, your backup quarterback's not getting first team reps because you had no clue this was coming. Exactly. So it's, oh, geez, I mean, now th- there's almost no way that I can't watch that game just because I have to see, you know, what happens if Montana State even looks, I don't know, halfway normal to what they normally do.
1: I That's, know he could have at least waited until after this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It almost feels like a little bit Brian Kelly to me because yes, it, it, it's different because he's a coach. But at the same time, I mean, he pieced out of there, he and really did. and they have a chance to to you know potentially sneak into the the tournament there as well. So you know, it's not Lincoln Riley who clearly has no shot at the college football playoff. Although I still think what he did was pretty scummy too. Yeah, but you know you still have a chance maybe like maybe you don't think you're getting in I mean personally I don't think they will because I think you know the teams above them other than Alabama hold serve but if you've got a chance dude then like at least wait it out like why would you not yeah so I, I don't know I mean if LSU wants to pay you 15 mil I don't think that they'll change that if you say hey i want to you know see if we can get into the playoffs first because at least then you're delivering the message of like i care about winning championships and what what else does lsu care about
1: yeah like i I just don't understand the whole coaching switch right in the middle like right before i don't
0: i don't know yeah it just confuses me and you know what? We're here to talk FCS, so let's shelve let's the FBS talk because they get, <laughs> they get enough publicity anyway. They really do. So we'll, we'll move to the last game. And this is the one that, frankly, when the, the seedings came out and I was looking at everything, this one, frankly, really pissed me off because Sacramento State has done absolutely nothing to deserve the four seed in this tournament. The only really like marquee win that they have was an October 16th game against Montana. Other than that, they didn't play Eastern Washington. They didn't play Montana State. I, they, some teams have had a chance to upset FBS teams. Cal is the kind of team that, you know, could have been ripe for an upset. They lose that one. Dixie State, who frankly, if you Google them, doesn't even get the, you know, appreciation of having a logo put next to their name. You only beat them by twelve. You lose to Northern Iowa, who, like I said, was kind of a team that was capable of pulling off you know some upsets here and there. Like nothing about what they did this year really seems impressive to me, and I just I don't understand it. You know, South Dakota State, like they come in unranked, but some of their losses was just like you know a wacky hail mary against South Dakota in an in-state rivalry that cost them, and nothing to me that you know says hey you know they shouldn't be ranked as a result like they were a part of that ridiculous comeback by southern illinois they lose to northern iowa and and that's it you know they even beat colorado state so i am a little bit emotionally picking this one but i am taking south dakota state to crush sacramento state because i feel like a message needs to be delivered here and i feel like the jackrabbits are the perfect team to do it
1: I completely agree with you. The only reason why Sacramento state is a position that they're in is because they sat back in the big sky and just watched everyone else beat on each other. It, it was like, they just were right in the back. They were like, okay, I'm just not going to get in the middle of it. Let everyone else beat each other up. And was like, all right, I'm taking first in the big sky. It it was just, it was baffling to watch. I completely agree with you on South Dakota state, their offense is run by two very strong backs who are going to probably be all Americans. Um, like South Dakota state is a favorite for a reason. I don't think anyone likes the position that Sacramento state is in. They should not have had that buy.
0: I just, I, I don't get it. And I want to pull out stats. I want to do all this sort of stuff to dive into it, but really, if you just look at who they played, it's just not impressive. It's not. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really angry with the committee over this, even though it, it doesn't affect my life in any way. But I'm looking at going like, dude, like, were you guys just high on LSD when you were making this pick? I just, it, it, I don't understand it. And, like, I've already said Montana should be ranked higher than them. You did as well. You know, I think, I, I off the top of my head, I can't remember who the five seed is, but I'm sure they deserve to be you know, up there as well. This team the, should...
1: the five is Villanova. I think. Okay,
0: yeah, the, I mean Nova beat JMU. That's that's as impressive, if not more impressive, than beating Montana. Mm-hmm. So why is Villanova not ahead of them? Uh, frankly, Sacramento State, if they're going to get seeded, they should. The only like the highest one they should get is seven. I, I just don't get it.
1: Yeah, I I did not agree with like three to like six and seven, like the whole like weird middle of it, of the whole rankings was just weird to me because like this just should not have been there. Sacramento state should not have been there. And I don't, like, I agree with Montana's coach. Montana should not have been number six. So like realistically, I was very happy that Villanova was ranked above Montana, but at the same time, I was like, we should be ranked above Sacramento State and Montana should also be ranked above Sacramento State.
0: Yeah, and I understand why, you know, you said three to seven because Villanova did beat JMU head to head. Um, Yeah, I just, I think that if we were to look at it and not try to say anything to upset you as a fan, but Villanova did have some losses that compared to JMU just weren't as good. Of losses, yeah. if you kind of want to put it that way. So,
1: no, I and I agree with you. I mean, we definitely should not have lost William and Mary, but <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: I I I respect it. I respect everyone who picked these rankings, but I don't know. We're back to South Dakota State because this is the game that we were talking <laughs> about. Um, listen, I think that. Sacramento State has been playing very well defensively, and they know how to set up situations well for their offense, but I really do think that their defense isn't going to be good enough to to stop the rush attack from South Dakota State.
0: Yeah, and frankly, I think that South Dakota State should also just be mad that they're not ranked, and this team is. Correct. I mean, just, I don't get it. I'm gonna keep saying I don't get it because I it, it it does not compute to the point where I could make a reasonable argument against it. Mm-hmm. The the point spread is nine in South Dakota State's favorite. If you are an unranked team going to the ranked home team, it's not a neutral site for a yeah. game. Not only should you not be favored, you shouldn't be favored by nearly double digits. <laughs> So the, the odds makers are looking at this going, what did you cl- I mean, yes, respect the committee, but what did you clowns do? So I, I just if I were able to make bets here in Maryland, then I would literally like be willing to put my entire life savings on South Dakota State to win this game. Now, for my girlfriend listening, I'm not doing that, but I would be tempted to. So I agree with you. Now, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot with my last question here because I didn't tell or I didn't say I was going to ask you this beforehand, but as I we went through this, you know, I realized I thought this would be a good question to ask. Give me your final 4 teams right now.
1: My final 4 teams. Okay. I I like Sam Houston. Okay. Um North Dakota State. Also fair. Uh, who else do I like? I like Villanova.
0: Uh, I yeah. like, is that I the fan in you saying that? Because they would also have to beat South Dakota State, who is probably the best unranked team, other than maybe Eastern Washington, in this I, tournament.
1: But but see the thing is, is that the way I see it is. I think, but South Dakota State would have to come here.
0: Uh, that's fair. That's fair.
1: So I, I had a tough look at that one because I was just like, I want South Dakota State to come here because I want to take them out of their element. Like it's, it's a def, it's definitely a bigger environment change, but I also don't want Villanova to have to play. South Dakota State. I, I mean, based <laughs> on the discussion we
0: just had, we know they're going to.
1: I know, I know, I know, but you know what? I I have faith in Villanova. I really do, and I think that uh, they will. Um, All
0: right. Maybe you have another game like you did against JMU.
1: I, but see, then that's the thing that our game against JMU. JMU's kicker missed two field goals like like, like I don't uh, want to say
0: a, a win is a win
1: Ange. a win a win is a win and I am I, I called it I had like I was very pro Villanova money line anyone that asked me how I felt about that game I was like Villanova's gonna win this game like this this is our time to win that
0: I mean, heck, you, um, co- you called them covering the spread against Penn State.
1: I was very, very, very adamant about that. I yep. knew that we were going to cover against Penn State. I was at the game. I was like, I, I knew it the entire week before.
0: And, I, like, I know your coworkers <laughs> were giving you some crap because they are sitting there like, Villanova and Penn State, what is this, a basketball game? Yeah. So, like, I kind of, I like, when you were talking about it, I saw what you were talking about. Admittedly, there was just hesitation on my part because I do still have that, you know, FBS, especially Penn State, against an FCS team. But, you know, then, like, also when you read out what the spread was, which I believe it was, like, 17.
1: No, the spread for Penn State was 31.
0: Why did I think 17? Weird um but no like wh- whenever you said it obviously right now I'm misremembering the number but when you said it I was like yeah that, that really does seem like a lot I mean yeah. a, a cover for that is is very possible I mean if Sanford can give Florida a run for their money and Sanford only has like 3,500 students why wouldn't Villanova be able to you know cover that ridiculous spread against Penn State I mean it's been That's- a weird year
1: Especially sense. Sean Clifford. I have zero faith in Sean Clifford.
0: I have so, zero faith in James Franklin, but that also extends uh, to Sean Clifford. <laughs> he,
1: just, he just signed a huge contract, so I don't understand what Penn State's doing right now. But I was just like, that doesn't make sense. And we covered and it was good. But going back to your question. <laughs> um, sorry, I get sidetracked when it comes to building. No, hey, I, I love it. I, a lot of school spirit for this team, but I I like Sam Houston. I like Villanova, unbiased Villanova. If we're playing <laughs> South Dakota State at home, um, I like North Dakota State, and I like JMU to beat Montana.
0: Okay. Or Eastern
1: Washington, but I think it's going to be Montana, so I like JMU to beat Montana.
0: I honestly, if it's Eastern Washington, I would like JMU even more just because that's, you know, just that much extra travel for Mm -hmm. a bunch of college kids to go there. And low key, if you don't know about JMU, first of all, their football stadium is huge. Granted, I went to Towson. Our football stadium might be the worst in Division one. It's pretty ugly and it's also pretty small. So oh,
1: small too. It looks like a high school stadium. I've been to high school stadiums that are bigger than Villanova Stadium, which is just disrespectful.
0: Well, at the same time, are we counting Texas in that conversation? Because those clowns just put money into high school football.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: Because I mean, was, I feel like some of them could potentially even rival like an NFL team. <laughs> uh, may, maybe I'm being a bit hyperbolic, but. I've seen some of those stadiums even Ohio actually Ohio does this too in some spots. Mm-hmm. their high school stadiums are ridiculous.
1: yeah they they really are it's and the breeds of kids that come from those high schools are ridiculous.
0: I just I, I it's it's a lifestyle that having grown up in Maryland, I just don't fully comprehend mm-hmm. and, and I don't think I ever will be able to. yeah so. Now, in fairness, since I asked you about yours, I'll give mine as well. Um, I got Sam Houston winning, especially now that Montana State's quarterback is in the transfer portal, still trying to kind of process that one. (laughs) But I feel like like, they'll have a cakewalk, frankly, in my mind, to the Final Four. I want to go Nova, mostly so I can make a new friend. I just feel like South Dakota State's going to do it. Like the Missouri Valley conference is so good, especially at the top and South Dakota state's up there with them. I I, I really do want to say Nova because also I just think that would be fun. A little CAA pride, um, you know, especially since our schools don't actually have a rivalry, but I don't know. My, like my, my heart and my head are both set. Well, no, sorry. My heart says Villanova. My head says South Dakota state. So JMU, I am a big believer in the middle finger tour. So I think they'll possibly end up in the championship game. And then, again, I really don't know what to do with the wild card that I think Southern Illinois is. So for that one, I'll just go with what seems like the obvious pick and I'll pick North Dakota State. So a little chalky, but, you know, in some ways that's kind of how FCS football works out. I will say, though, if Villanova and South Dakota State match up, that will only be beaten in terms of, like, best possible matchup by JMU and Montana. We, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, in terms of, like, anticipation leading up to it, because, you know, I think Villanova is good, but, you know...
1: It's the fan bases. It's the fan It's Like, JMU's fan base is huge. Montana's is insane. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, if I wasn't a Villanova fan, I would 110% be a Montana fan. I love them.
0: I mean, also, their mascot is the Big Grizz, and how <laughs> could you not love something that, like, regionally is so appropriate, but also, it just, even you look at it, you're like, you know what? I'm happy that's your name.
1: Yeah, they and their stadium, too, Everything about Montana is just perfect.
0: I, I haven't visited and part of me wants to go just so I can check out their stadium. But mm-hmm. I think the point that you made about fan bases is an excellent and the, the best point possible to make. Cause you know, as soon as you said that, I was like, you know, JMU's fans, they know how to throw down. Yeah. So, you know, you get some Montana fans who can travel out here, get in with the shit talkers of JMU. That would be a ton of fun. So that's going to wrap it up in terms of, you know, the games and predictions and everything. Cause I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you predict the champions uh, right now. You know, all, (laughs) all, I, you know, Hey, if that happens, awesome. Because that's some new blood then. So like I said, with South Dakota state, my head's just saying them, but my heart says, I hope I'm wrong, but, and thanks so much for joining us, or at least me, this, this go around. And I hope you guys enjoy the fact that, you know, we were able to put out a second one for you this week hopefully down the road. That's something we're able to do a little bit more frequently and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, absolutely.